Hey, podcast fans, I've got to talk to you about drinking water. As an archaeologist, I've been on surveys where we had to drink three to five liters of water every day. That's 1.3 gallons, just to basically not die. Sometimes that water just doesn't hydrate you as quickly as you're using it. That's why we've partnered with Liquid IV. The small packets make it easy to take one with you to work, to work out, or on any adventure. I like the strawberry lemonade and lemon lime ones the best. Just put one stick of Liquid IV into 16 ounces of water and get hydrated two times faster than with just water alone. And now with our partnership, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code TAS at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration Today using promo code TAS at liquidiv.com. We're excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become a new sponsor to the show. Check out the podcast discount link in our show notes and stay tuned for why we love using Zen for the podcast. You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. You're listening to The Archaeology Show. TAS goes behind the headlines to bring you the real stories about archaeology and the history around us. Welcome to the podcast. Hey everybody! We are live uh, from the field. The I'm, I'm I'm actually going live here from a uh, an iPad Pro that is jacked up onto a crooked table on the edge of a hill next to a bathroom building in the middle of an RV park in the middle of nowhere. And uh, and Richie's also trying to set up his device. Um, is that actually pointing at us? Yes. Okay. So you're you're not hearing us through these microphones either. This this audio, no. Oh, all right. Uh, this audio is going to be uh, on the Archaeology <laughs> Show on the ArcPodNet Archaeology Podcast Network. So if yeah. you're on if you're on one of you, Richie's channels or if you're on uh, Archaeology Podcast Network Facebook page right now, true. Um, this will be out on the Archaeology Show probably this Saturday if you're listening to us in real time. We're going to do an intro here in a second, oh, cool. so I can so I can have that for the audio. <laughs> And that's why we're recording this here, down onto my H6 down here. So, yeah. Also, we're not monitoring comments because my device is up there. True. We're kind of hampered, and I could do it from my phone, but we're just not monitoring <laughs> comments. So feel free to comment, but we're not looking at them, and I'll try to say that a few times. Yeah. So, all right, let's do an intro real quick. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Archaeology Show, uh, the You Call This Archaeology Live Field Edition, and I'm here with Richie Cruz. Hello there. And we are recording this for not only Facebook Live, but also YouTube Live on... Yeah, happy archaeology fun time. Absolutely. And this is the audio <laughs> version of that. We're recording this on my H6. So if you are, again, watching this live, then and you want to just... It, it, maybe our audio is not good. I have no idea how we sound. I can't even exactly. check it. It might be windy. It might be garbage. But uh, <laughs> if you can pick this out, yeah. go listen to this like the rest of the listeners that are hearing <laughs> this right now on our podcast. So... I mean, you've been using this for Zoom meetings anyway. I have been, but not outside in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, both our devices are kind of waving around the wind right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why mine is. Uh, so, 
Yeah, and, and what you're not you're not seeing a brokeback situation. R- Richie and I didn't buy that trailer in the background, and uh, this we're not on our ranch property up in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, that's actually the owners of the uh, Wild Horse RV Park and Resort in northeastern Nevada, about an hour north of Elko, Nevada. In fact, almost exactly an hour north, huh, about true. sixty miles. Yeah, and uh, yeah. they. Um, those are the owners. That's where they live. So my RV and Richie's tent and, and the rest of the crew are all uh, kind of in front of us. But we're over here because we get internet, and um, hopefully hopefully it's not too bad. So, I mean, I see a comment, but I can't really look at it. I think it's Chuck. Oh, hi. So, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we're out here on a, on a field project being run by Dig Tech LLC, my CRM company. True. And we've been out here two weeks. Hopefully we've only got until Sunday to go. At least Richie does. Richie's bailing no matter what. Yeah. Well, I mean, so is, um, so is Rachel. <laughs> well, Rachel says she is, but I'll tell you what, if we still have roads to record on her birthday on Monday, then we're doing it. So, I mean, she's doing survey on our anniversary tomorrow, and we're probably doing roads on her birthday. So, you know, happy, uh, happy birth anniversary to Rachel. Wow, that's like you know, that's like a perfect metaphor for your typical CRM archaeology marriage. I know, I know, it really is. You know, every year we try to do something because because our anniversary and her birthday happen within four days of each other. So every year we try to like go out of town, do some yeah. fun thing, you know, or whatever. But now we live on the road, so I'm just like, let's just write this week off. Because we're going to spend the next two weeks driving to North Carolina, staying yeah. at wineries, and doing a whole bunch of fun stuff, and we're just going to call that good. Yeah. So that's oh. like your two-week thing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Oh, we're getting some comments. Man, you oh, guys. Oh, we are. Wow. Hey, Sonia, Sonia's checking in here. She says, Chris, are you working? No, Sonia. No. <laughs> we work on Thursdays. <laughs> so absolutely not right now. Yeah. See, see, you can't do anything without people checking up on you. So of course. Sonia is one of the other companies that is working out here with us. Desert West Environmental. Check yeah. them out for all your CRM needs. Because Sonia needs more work, right, Sonia? Oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> she doesn't. Sonia's oh, really? overloaded. Oh. Yeah. She's been doing great this year. That's so. like the company I'm about to go work for. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Where, are you, where are you headed after this, Richie? Oh, God. What part of the country? Um, Southern Idaho, east of Jordan Valley, Oregon. Okay. okay. It's um, It's got a specific name, but it's one of those native words that I cannot... I don't feel like embarrassing myself by pr- trying to pronounce. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well... Like I said, we're out here in uh, you know beautiful Elko County, uh, Nevada. So true, uh, yep. Richie. Why don't we start um, with something mildly archaeological? You went out, did some uh, did some archaeological sightseeing yesterday. Oh, it's true, actually. Yeah, there's um, God, close to here. There's the ghost town of well, it's it the former ghost town of Tuscarora, but now it's just kind of an artist colony during the summer, and I don't even know what they do during the rest of the year. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, and so, so what'd you go out there looking for? Um, let's see. First off, I wanted to see the big ore mill that it's like the whole area, all 13 ore mills at Tuscarora were only powered by um, sagebrush. Powered by sagebrush? <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of sagebrush. Yeah, you should have yeah. seen, um, seen the foundations. It's crazy. I've never seen one... Because um, we're both familiar with ore mills, and you've got the one level near the top with the smokestack for the boilers, and then every all the machinery kind of just, you know, kind of just goes down a hill, a slope. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was um, three, I couldn't really tell if it was three or four levels of um, steam boilers. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. And it just kind of like extended, like just extended off in the distance. It was crazy. And I knew there were steam boilers because um, there's so many bricks around. <laughs> 
Nice. And nice. then the other thing I went looking for is because um, this was the only town where um, it's God, it's controversial, but because the sign outside town says that it was a population of three thousand and a couple hundred Chinese miners who um, ran away, who were formerly for working for the railroad, and then they ran away to to the gold fields. But okay. um, other sources I said or uh, I found indicated that the population was half. Like half of the Chinese workers and then half of the um, um, white miners or Anglo miners or whatever word we're using these days. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because, um, God, there were um, the area where Mount, what is it? I keep calling it Mount Beard, but it's actually Beard Hill, is like on private ranch property. So it was kind of hard to get to. I like kept running into gates. <laughs> You kept what? Running in the gates. Just Running like every gates? every road I went down, there's just a gate. Yeah. You know, and uh you know, your typical rancher family who doesn't see many people, especially on mul- on this like multiple days. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and since I wasn't out there working, I didn't want to bother them too much. So I mean I tried to limit my exposure and I was walking and at the end of the day I realized that if I really wanted to find where the Chinese gold miners were, um, I would have had to walk in and that was not gonna happen at five thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little distracted here because I'm pulling up the comments. Oh you are? There are comments? There are comments. Yeah. Um, you so said we you weren't going to do that. I said I wasn't going to, but then I realized I have my phone, so why not? Uh, I'm probably not going to respond to them unless unless I can set this down while Richie's talking. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, anything good? Yeah. So Ch- well, Chuck just says hi, and Sonia, of course, and then um, uh, yeah, I don't know what Chuck is talking about. He's working G on the mic. Work. He's worked G the mic. <laughs> oh. Sonia says she's loaded seven projects concurrently, wow. taking contracts for next year now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's probably like the company it. I'm going to go working for. Soon. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 moving right along. Yeah, like they literally like the con like the project I'm going to go out to next week. They literally just won it this week. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I think we're finding that a lot in the CRM industry right now for yeah. for companies that are in areas that were really held up by COVID, which is pretty much all of them. Um, that people are. Uh, you know, now inundated with work that needs to be done yesterday. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how we are with this project. It was supposed to start, well, our client wanted this done months ago, right? But the agency just didn't have the bandwidth to get the uh, scope together. You know, it's just really not their fault. I mean, they were under the same stretches as everybody else was. And it's just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Things are are pushed back and and crunched and we're making it work. And that's why we brought on uh, partner organizations like Desert West and, uh, and actually Montgomery. Um, yeah. Archaeological consultants, Moac is helping yeah. us out here too, and so. um, under new management, literally. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. One of the owners is out here, so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I worked for Moac, geez, probably twelve years ago, and it's um, like no longer your father's Moac. It really, really isn't. No, and that's that's one thing. You know, actually, my wife and I were talking about that because we we always mention in this industry how things come full circle, um, and and if you if you burn bridges at a company that you know, yeah. we always say don't burn, don't try to burn too many bridges because, you know, this is a small industry and and it can come back to bite you. But you know what? On the flip side of that, yeah. If you do burn some bridges and you stay in this long enough, and some bridges need to be burned down, right? True. Sometimes you need to burn that bridge, rebuild it, and come <laughs> back, right? Uh, but when you come back, there is such a high turnover in this field, even at the top, yeah. that it could be a completely different outfit. 
You know, yeah. I mean, you hear stuff about CRM firms, and <laughs> typically, it's not the CRM firm as the as the as the big entity that's causing the problem. It's certain people there that are causing a problem, yeah. or maybe certain people there that you just don't jive with, like you yeah. have a conflict with. Well, just hang out; they probably won't be there in ten years. <laughs> you know, and if you're still doing archaeology ten years later, yeah, and the people you had a disagreement with, they're gone, and somebody else is there. Well, it's a completely different operation. True, or so. it might be um like other. It might be like a um situation where. The leadership is there for a bajillion years, has been there since like the 80s. I mean, that happens too. <laughs> and I think that's happening a lot less these days, you mm-hmm. know, like as your as your founders start to retire, uh, your founders from the 70s and 80s, are, a lot of them are starting to retire <laughs> if they haven't already. Yeah. And, uh, um, but I think, I think a lot of these companies, if they're not getting purchased, they're... It, yeah. it, to stay in business, they're either getting purchased or they're doing a ton of work, right? Yeah. So, um, in that case, they might be running more like real companies rather than just <laughs> ad hoc kind of shoestring archaeology things in the '80s. Yeah. So they're they're probably got a little more establishment and then you know a little more of a retirement trajectory, and uh, you know just moving right along. Is it more? Chris Webster here for the Archaeology Podcast Network. We strive for high quality interviews and content so you can find information on any topic in archaeology from around the world. One way we do that is by recording interviews with our hosts and guests located in many parts of the world all at once. We do that through the use of Zencaster. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Zencaster allows us to record high-quality audio with no stress on the guest. Just send them a link to click on, and that's it. Zencaster does the rest. They even do automatic transcriptions. Check out the link in the show notes for 30% off your first three months, or go to Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com and use the code T-A-S. Hey everybody, Chris Webster here to talk about one of the latest supporters to the Archaeology Podcast Network, The Motley Fool. Now, I've been investing in the stock market through various applications for a few years now, and everybody who's listening to this can benefit from that sort of investment for the long-term financial planning. And also, I know the hosts of these podcasts can benefit because as archaeologists, like none of us get retirement, (laughs) we all have to kind of fend for ourselves. So investing in the stock market is a good idea, but not everybody can do it. And look, we get it. The market is complicated and confusing, and to many of us, it simply doesn't make sense. In fact, where do you even start? Take all of the guesswork out of it with the Motley Fool Stock Advisor. The Motley Fool has been around for over 25 years and has been spot on in recommending some of the world's most important companies before they hit the big time. I'm talking about Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, Starbucks, all before they exploded in value. With their easy to use and super informative service, Stock Advisor, you could join the ranks before they potentially find the next big thing. After all, their average stock recommendation is up over 400% as of April 10th, 2023. And no need to be intimidated by financial jargon or market complexities. As the name suggests, these guys don't take themselves too seriously. Now, finances, that's a different story. Their friendly and relaxed approach has helped over 700,000 people move closer to financial independence, all while beating the market and having fun. New members can access Stock Advisor for only $89 for their first year, a full $110 off the full list price. Don't sit on the sidelines and think about what could have happened. Visit fool.com slash APN to start your investing journey today. That's $110 discount off of $199 per year list price. Membership will renew annually at the then current list price. So again, check the link in the show notes of this episode. Now that I'm thinking about it, because um, I've been reading about all the fires in the West Coast, is it more of it to think that um, there's going to be some really great post-fire surveys <laughs> coming up the next year? Well, it's not morbid. It's a fact of life. So, mm. you know, it sucks that all those fires are happening, but True. on the on the plus side, uh, it might... Well, of course... There's always a negative, too, because those fires are destroying a lot of historical archaeology. I know. There's a lot of buildings that have just been taken down by it. But on the plus side, we might find some other stuff um, in the post-fire surveys that we didn't know existed before. Yeah. 
So um, those are nasty, but yeah. still you find stuff. Two of the national forests I worked in, I was monitoring in last year, are um, at least I think it's two of them. I haven't looked at I know at least one of them. Um, I'm not going to mention the names, but mm-hmm. one of them, at least one of them was on fire. And I was looking, sometimes they'd send me out to monitor a site and I'd be like looking at the site record and then looking at the site. It's like, man, how do they ever find these things? Because you look at the photo, it's like, wow, this clearly was taken, this clearly was recorded after another fire. Like yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah. And now I can't find anything. <laughs> and now yeah. Polly will be, they'll be able to find all sorts of new sites or um, update, finally update sites accurately. Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Indeed. So, <laughs> hey, did you, uh, did you catch any of the Apple event yesterday? No. So, uh, it just, we always talk about tech on this show as oh, well. Oh, true. So, if anybody, well, I'm, I'm willing to bet nobody on this podcast right now will watch this. <laughs> I almost didn't because I had a client meeting uh, that luckily got over early because usually I have this three-hour meeting that would have covered yeah. right over the top of it. Wait, did they introduce the um, – I heard something about the um, the Apple Watch um, SE equivalent. So the only releases they had were new iPads, oh. uh, the new iPad Pro and the iPad Air. And actually, you can get the new um, – like the base-level iPad with their accelerated chip and everything for yeah. 300 bucks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. I like a, like a full size, ten <laughs> yeah. inch iPad. That's that's amazing. That does all all kinds of great things for three hundred bucks. And if you want to jump up to the iPad Pro, which you know yeah. has a better processor, better display, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, better cameras, all those things. Um, then you're going to jump up to about six hundred dollars. And then that's base price. If you want to get uh, higher, yeah. uh, you know, hard drive capacity, then yeah. you start jumping up in price. I mean, you'll pay over a thousand dollars for an iPad with a terabyte <laughs> hard drive. So, um, really, yeah, yeah, easily. Interesting, because so, in the PC space, what I've been paying attention to is the um, AMD Ryzen mobile processors and how they've um, radically altered the price and capability of, of laptop PCs. Well, yeah, yeah. Like right now, you can I can plunk down six hundred something bucks for a computer that is. Um, Basically, it's a gaming laptop, or okay. you know, and I can do use it for video editing and stuff. Right, right. You know, and before in the old days, like last year, I mean, I can't believe this. I'm thinking about the old days, but yeah, just like five, six months ago, it would have been like basically fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars as an entry level. Yeah. So yeah. that's like amazing. Right. Especially since um, it'd be very handy if I could edit video <laughs> out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the only other thing they announced was the. Um uh, the Apple Watch Series Six and the Apple Watch SE. So, oh, so there is a formal SE. There's a formal Apple Watch SE. Yeah, that's what they called it. And I think the Apple Watch SE is really just, uh, you know, it's got the new chip and all that stuff, but it doesn't have the new blood oxygen sensor. I don't think <laughs> if you if you're really into that. I mean, a lot of people yeah. who are really into working out and uh, you know physical fitness and stuff, they, that blood oxygen sensor is is yeah. crucial for them. Plus, I don't know if the SE has this, but the Series Six definitely has the another good thing for archaeology that would be kind of cool to know. Yeah, is the always on altimeter. Um, ah. A lot of times you had to turn on like an app and it's really yeah. just running from your phone that says what your altitude is. And if you're running a hike or, you know, yeah. we're hiking out in these ridiculous mountains <laughs> and uh, it, it would be cool to know because yeah. the battery life is so good on these things these days. But it would be good to know. I'm saying that I'm saying this as I'm not wearing my watch <laughs> because the battery died. True. Um, anyway, the uh, the always on altimeter would be super cool because you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd have those statistics from what you're doing and, you know, be yeah. able to tell where you were. And I don't know if you're a stats geek, that's, that's just kind of a cool thing. <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting. The other day I was looking at him, I was at REI and I was glancing in the, um, 
in the um, glass case looking at GPS units. And I realized that the handheld GPS units, they're exactly the same price as um, as Santa sells its um, GPS watch. And I'm like, why would you <laughs> buy one of those handheld GPSs when you could buy the watch? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you don't want to watch the, wear the watch yeah. all the time. True, you but know. when you know, but I mean, how many of us have dropped our GPS when we're trying to scramble yeah. across rocks and stuff? Well, that's definitely true. And trying to stay on transect. <laughs> yeah, I've had it fall out of my pockets and stuff, and we're going over a barbed wire fence, or yeah, you know, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Oh. So, yeah, I, one thing I was hoping to see, and I knew they wouldn't, just because I follow the rumor mills. Yeah, but uh, I was hoping for new laptops, um, at least just a mention of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I. Um, you know, just now that we're now that we're on the road, I mean, and Richie, you're going to take me to task for this because I, <laughs> I think I said five years ago before I brought my other laptop <laughs> that I was probably never going to buy a laptop again, and I and then I bought the 2017 MacBook Pro. Well, no, you said you were never going to buy another computer again. You didn't need another one. <laughs> well, that's true, and, and and you know what? I I think we're really close to that. I'm just not super ready to commit to it. There's still some things that are glitchy, and as I'm out here in the in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. I've exhausted all my tethering potential with AT&T. <laughs> Thanks for that, AT&T. Um, my only real source of internet for working is this iPad that yeah. I'm doing this on because I have a chip in there. And we basically have unlimited data with AT&T. And yeah. they don't throttle you on the plan that we're on. Um, yeah. If you go over your 50 gig or 50 gig limit, yeah. they only throttle you over 50 gigs if you're in an area that's busy. Yeah. So if you're in a busy like city or something, you'll get throttled. But we're getting full <laughs> speeds. Like I'm doing this right now, and I've used like 80 gigabytes this month on this one plan. Wow. So yeah, I mean, so it's huge. So that's good. You know, um, that'd be an interesting video because everyone's always trying to like um, do those van life and RV life videos about what's like yeah. to be a digital nomad. But I think you know, just um, out of necessity, you're probably the farthest out of it out of anyone I've seen. Like everyone else, kind of since they don't have to be in a certain area for work. Yeah, they can just go wherever. They can plan out their. Um, they can plan out where they stay according to um, how well they can get cell phone reception, or if there's a town nearby, yeah. you know, where they can get actual like real cell phone service. Yeah, it's it's easy to be a digital nomad if you can choose where you're going to be in a hot yeah. spot for cell service. Yeah, yeah, or or a place with a lot of coffee shops with good Wi-Fi or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, you're totally right. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even seen anybody who's. Like, like, we're forced to be here because yeah. of the project. Like, we have to be up in this area. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess we could be down in Elko, and we actually considered that, but it, was, it would have yeah. just taken down what we can get done during the day. True. Um, but, so, we're up here in the RV park, and, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got to deal with what we have. You yeah. know, and the crappy thing is, I have a T-Mobile and a Verizon plan, <laughs> and we are right on the edge. In fact, we're so on the edge that my mobile router picks up the T-Mobile signal, but it's not enough to even connect to it. Really? Yeah, and it won't pick up the Verizon signal at all. Ah, so because we're right on the you look at the you look at the service maps, and yeah. we're like within one to three miles from the edge of it. Yeah, yeah so and I, that's why we can pick up the T-Mobile one. So, oh, um, you know what was crazy about Tuscarora, by the way? Yeah, full full Verizon four G LTE service. <laughs> and the other thing, God, I was gonna I was gonna stop and take a take some video of it, but um, for those car geeks out there, there was a really nice Datsun. Let's see, Datsun. I wish they had to B or D510, which, um, if you're a real car nerd, is a super cool vehicle. And the crazy part, it was a two-seater. It was um, a two-door, and it still had the interior in it. And I'm like, man, what the heck is that doing out here? <laughs> like, literally, if you've, um, like, those things are, like, worth are like worth money these days. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. It was just sitting there at some random junkyard in um, the middle of Nevada. Right. Right. Yeah. I wish I kind of kind of wish God maybe I should have gone there today to take photos of it. Well, whatever. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, John Flood says he certainly lost a GPS in a probe, so in a shovel test. Yeah, I hear that. Oh so, my God. Oh, yeah. so uh, maybe people can tell us how we sound, <laughs> at least on the Facebook side. I'll tell you what, we look really good, and yeah. the delay is only about ten seconds versus when we normally do this. So it's mm. um, it's not too bad. You know, so. one other tech thing I didn't want to talk about, mm. although you haven't watched any videos on it, is the fact that GoPro just introduced. Um, the um hero nine yeah today yeah, yeah you know the um the review embargo lifted i guess at midnight nice so everyone's been putting up their videos nice and wow i almost i'm tempted it's like the um it's like the cheapest way to get a 5g camera or a 5 5k um video camera jeez yeah wow. that's crazy yeah it's even cheaper if you want to go for some they have some sort of weird subscription service now Okay. Yeah, where it's like three fifty, but I'm like, I'd rather spend the extra hundred dollars and not be burdened with this weird thing. <laughs> Is that just so you can like replace them every year? Um, I don't know. It's like some kind. It's almost like um, it's almost like OneDrive or something, hmm. or like Dropbox. And I'm like, I don't really need that. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the best part is the fact that the body is no longer plastic, and the um they put back the replaceable lens. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that way, you know, because with the Hero 8, if you um drop it and you scratch the lens, it's, like, done. That's mine. I've got two of those. Yeah. So. Oh, you got, oh, that's right. You do have two. Yeah, I've got two of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, when we break them, we'll just get the nine then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No no problem. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, John says there's a bit of wind, but not enough to obscure speech. So that's good. Cool. You know, that's the other thing is, like I said at the beginning of this, if people weren't uh, at the very beginning, these yeah. microphones are actually not picking it up. We're just recording no. the audio for use later. Yeah. It's literally just the microphone on my iPad. And if you're on the <laughs> YouTube channel, it's the microphone on Richie's uh, Android phone. Yeah. So. And yeah. unfortunately, I don't know why. I mean, Facebook used to be the buggy one, but now I guess Google's trying to um, rejigger its whole live streaming service. Yeah. So now it's like screwed up all my um, live streaming apps. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, if you're wondering, if anyone's watching on YouTube, that's why it's in the vertical orientation because that's the only way I could get um, the live stream to run. Crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, my God. So. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what else you got? Huh. What else have I got? Interesting. Well, oh yeah. Oh no. You go ahead. Well, I was just saying the one. Th uh, I was talking about laptops from the Apple yeah. announcement, and uh, uh, the reason I'm I'm again waiting for that uh, is because, and the reason why I, I'm assuming that the newer iPads are going to basically the same iOS functionality that the iPad I have uh, will have. No, they're um, they're updating iOS. They're updating iOS, but I'm I can get iOS 14 on this. Oh, true. Yeah, so. And, and the issues that I'm having are not hardware related, yeah. right? Like, for example, I work for a software company. Uh, it's one of my jobs where um, <laughs> I have to create forms and do things. And it's basically, I don't know if it's Java, but it's a JavaScript type environment where you're just creating different fields and you can move those fields around to create your forms. Yeah. I can do like 99% of the things I need to do on my iPad for that yeah. company. Except for move those fields around. Ah. It's like this one little thing that I just can't do. <laughs> and it really is causing me some problems because of the way that we build stuff in there. Yeah. And and it's just little things like that that make the iPad not a perfect computer replacement. True. I mean, to be honest, I've been using this iPad probably uh, 90% more than my computer in the last two weeks because of our data issue. Yeah. I use my computer for editing. And, and really, that's just because for, for um, podcast editing. And that's really yeah. only because... 
man, I'm really used to it. Yeah. You know, and I don't feel the need to change. If I if I lost <laughs> my computer tomorrow, and yeah. I had to use Aria Pro, uh, which is probably one of the better audio editors for iPad. Yeah. If I had to use that, I could do just fine with it. You know, yeah. just fine. It's got effects processing. It's got everything. <laughs> I can export it. I can do whatever I need to. And that would be full iPad. And then I downloaded that, uh, what was that app you suggested? Oh, Luma, God. Luma. Luma Fusion. I did download Luma Fusion for video editing. And again, it's not that I don't like it. It's that I'm just not used to it. True. You know, and I'm not forced to use it yet. <laughs> so since I'm not forced to use it, I'm like, well, then why would I? Oh, although I am being forced to edit on my phone or will be. Yeah, well, you know, uh, necessity is the breeds invention. Yeah, well, because I was hoping to, um, I was hoping to um, be editing for the last hour. But um, for people who are wondering um, about the Walmart shopping experience online, <laughs> it is terrible. It's terrible if you use your phone browser. It's terrible if you use their app. Yeah, <laughs> the UI is not ready for prime time. Yeah, and they want to say that they're trying to come for Amazon and be like the next Amazon, but. It needs. They not need so a lot much. of work. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> yeah, like my guy. I've never seen so many yeah. UI issues in my life. Jeez. I mean, adding stuff to your cart's super easy, and they had everything I wanted, mm-hmm. including um, including look out for a review on my channel at some point soon on um the Ozark Trail, um Yeti ripoff cooler. Okay. Yeah. The only thing it doesn't have compared to um a Yeti is um is a drain, which is kind of a drag. Doesn't have a drain. No. Oh man, needs a drain. I think that's where Yeti gets most of his money because every single cheaper um, Yeti alternative that's cheaper doesn't have one. I wonder why. They just can't figure out the insulation or something? Um, it must just add too much to the price. I guess. But yeah. the um, cool thing about the Ozark Trail one is that it is um, bear-proof rated or it's yeah. bear rated. Yeah. And one of the reviews I looked at on Amazon, someone um, someone was watching a bear try to get it open for like a half hour as they were carrying in their vehicle. <laughs> and the bear finally gave up and went away. So supposedly it is definitely really bear proof. Okay then. Which would have been really handy when I was in Idaho in July because um, there were actually grizzly sightings where we were um, camping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm pretty sure where we're going. It might be a little too far south, but you never know. So I just wanted to make sure. Right. Right. <laughs> Well then, yeah. All right. No more comments, I think. I can't tell. Yeah, I've looked at them all. That's John's comment. It's the last one up there. Cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's... it's, it's, That's one nice thing about uh, camping and living on the road is you get to do... uh, you get to check out new gear and stuff like that. Like, True. I, I ordered a new table to replace this janky one that our stuff is sitting on here. Yeah. And to replace another one, because that's one thing... Again, from a digital nomad standpoint, which is again an archaeological or or field related topic, because yeah, so many times uh, I've been on projects where we're camping and yeah. uh, and you know you still got to do work. Like I still got to do maybe not work for the field, <laughs> but definitely like stuff that I want to do in the evening, right? Yeah. And there's there's sitting in the chair, and I've got like a tray for my computer I can use stuff <laughs> like that. But that's still not a long term solution. And yeah. and a lot of your camping tables have, uh, like the one I'm looking at here, has cross supports on top. Now, this one isn't as bad because they're up high yeah. and you can get your legs under the table so you can really kind of sit up on it. But it's still <laughs> kind of a rickety table. And, yeah. and then the other kind of more stable one that we have, the legs go all the way down to the ground. and You can't even <laughs> get up close to it. I'm like, what is it? What is the point of this thing? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's good for like setting stuff on, but it's not good for working <laughs> on. So uh, I saw one of the tables Richie had and yeah. I went and looked and I, I ordered my own and it's uh, being held up by UPS right now because they don't know how to read an address. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, it's a nice, like, I think it's close to five feet wide yeah, and uh, about three feet deep. And yeah. the legs are on the outside and it's nice and sturdy and there's no legs in the middle. In fact, they call it a dining table. So, yeah, that's what mine. 
that's marketed as. Yeah, and I didn't know that. And so if you're <laughs> looking for uh, like a nice outdoor desk or a desk to use in a big tent or something like that, because yeah. I like to sit outside our RV and work. True. And if you're looking for that, look for outdoor dining table. Like I tried <laughs> looking for outdoor desk, outdoor <laughs> uh-huh. table. I wasn't pulling up the right stuff. Yeah. And I didn't realize that dining table is what I had to look for. Oh, my God. That's like recently. Um, I mean, I haven't had them. Um, I haven't had, you know, a need for it yet, but I um, got a new grilling pan. Yeah. And it's a long story, but I got um, one that's the original one I got, I got from Cabela's. Mm-hmm. And it was meant for one of those two burner Coleman stoves. Yeah. And it soon became my favorite kind of ovenware. Like, literally, that's the only thing I use in my um, oven at home is that thing. Yeah. It's like really thick. And I and I remember when I was at Cabela's, they sold a single one, like um, the size of a um, size of a frying pan. <laughs> and I and the thing is, this company doesn't mark their um, doesn't mark their products with their name on it. So mm-hmm. I've been searching on Amazon and finally hit upon the right search term, and it came up. And so it's like sitting in my box over there, even though even though I have to admit I haven't um, you know haven't um, bought any steaks to like yeah. bring out. So maybe um, next week we'll see. Right, right. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. It's interesting. You guys just bought a grilling pan, I think. Well, we just bought a grill. Um, oh, yeah, we bought that new cast iron. Yeah. Yeah, because we were... <laughs> actually, the, the Cal Ranch store here has um, a pretty good cast iron selection. And oh, we, yeah. We brought out our... Like, uh, what do we have? A... Uh, uh, I just had a weird thing with the audio. <laughs> uh, we had a... Yeah, I think it's like a twelve-inch skillet, like a typical yeah. skillet size, and it's just too big for the gas burner in our um, stove and yeah. our RV. I mean, we make it work, but it really yeah. does kind of hang off the ends a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so we wanted a smaller one, so we bought. I think it was a ten-inch, which is actually the perfect size. And we went back to see if there was some kind of lid for it. And we ended up getting like a like a griddle pan that actually will flip over and act as a lid for that pan. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's why we got that. Because um, my thing is almost similar. It's got really um, it's got really sort of short slope sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a lid for anything, but yeah. Oh my god, well, maybe it just, could be though. Maybe it yeah. depends. It's square though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've seen a square um, frying pan yet. Yeah, I've seen square <laughs> ones, griddle pans. Yeah, I've definitely yeah. seen square ones. But you're right, a square frying pan. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you could put it over something and hang over the edges if you really needed to. You may have heard my pitch for membership. It's a great idea and really helps out. However, you can also support us by picking up a fun t-shirt, sticker, or something from a large selection of items from our Tee Public store. Head over to arcpodnet.com slash shop for a link. That's arcpodnet.com slash shop to pick up some fun swag and support the show. Um, Hopefully you don't think I'm mean for bringing it up, but... um like, have you been finding a challenge to like to get and stay or get into field shape living in an RV? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, you got the combination of um, you know, COVID sedentism, hmm. and uh, and then living in an RV uh, because we've tried not to go out much. Yeah, and we've tried not to 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 do much outside just to keep ourselves and others safe. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it's been it's been incredibly difficult and like yeah, because you had a bit of a struggle. <laughs> I know it's like one day I went out in the field with these guys, and now keep in mind you're you're adding on top of the fact that I haven't been out in the field much with uh, the smoky conditions that we had, the yeah. fact that we were probably between seven and eight thousand feet yeah. in elevation, and Rachel and I had just spent the last two months at sea level. Um, so that, you know, that yeah. didn't help. It's no excuse, but... Yeah, and you had to climb the hill twice. <laughs> I had to climb the hill twice. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I was pretty much dying. Uh, and really, I think the bigger problem was uh, lack of nutrition. Like, I didn't... Uh, 
I didn't bring enough like uh, good things to eat, and I didn't like the things that we brought, so I didn't really <laughs> eat much of it. And I think I just bonked. You know, anybody familiar with cycling or jogging or something like that, you know what a bonk is. You know, yeah. I, I just like, I just like lost my. Um, nutritional ability. Like I wasn't sore from that day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wasn't tired. My my legs weren't tired. Right. I have yeah. the strength in my legs to do stuff like that. Yeah. I'd lost the energy to do it. Yeah. You know. And that's the that's the big thing there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was something. And you know, we've we're traveling around with our bicycles. Yeah. And I haven't even pulled them off the rack out here because, well, quite frankly, it's like where are we going to go? I definitely don't want to ride out on this highway because we'll get mowed over by somebody. True. I mean, your um, electric bike could probably go down some of these dirt trails. Not very far, but... It probably could. It probably could. But with the combination of this project and then my other work, um, I'm you know I'm putting in 12-hour days. So I just don't... Yeah. I just haven't had the time. So, you know, there's going to be some, some changes after this project is over with my schedule just a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, I'll have... Uh, I don't know, I'll have a little bit more, a little bit more freedom uh, again. So I think, uh, yeah, I think I'll be able to do that because I've cold, I've totally lost my weekends, you know, because yeah. either either my, even if I, even though I only went with you guys on one day, <laughs> be, since you're working, I'm working pretty much. Yeah, you know, and oh, that's and, true. And on your guys' days off, guess what? I'm still working. <laughs> so, um, you know, with this with this short exception of this uh, podcast, right? And here. you're actually working on things that actually pay money, as opposed to me, where I'm like working on stuff that doesn't necessarily pay money yet. <laughs> Right, right, <laughs> and they're they're not just things that I'm doing on my own to you know that I'm selling something or something like yeah. I have client commitments on multiple fronts. Yeah, you know the only thing I do that doesn't really pay any money is the Archaeology Podcast Network stuff. And mm-hmm. as soon as we're um, you know I've got another volunteer editor working right now on at least one podcast. Ooh, and uh, and then I've got um, and then my wife has been doing some editing too. She's pretty much stopped that during this project because she's working yeah. full time. But um, after the after this project is over and she goes back to, you know, just doing her um, her side business stuff, then she'll have oh, more time for editing. You know what Amazon told me today? What's that? They're streaming podcasts now. I know. I submitted all the APN podcasts a month ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Do you know how to actually, like, access those podcasts? I mean, is it in the app? Is I haven't it even looked at it yet. App? No, I haven't even looked at it yet. Yeah. So, um, I, I got a message from Amazon, I don't know, I think it was about a month ago. That said, uh, <laughs> that said, hey, podcast provider, because I think they hit everybody in the iTunes store mm. that had a podcast and a contact info, and yeah. they're like, submit your stuff so when we go live, it's ready to go. I haven't <laughs> even checked to see if they're there yet. Yeah. yeah, I haven't even looked. I don't even know, because um, <laughs> I know you can't get them through Audible. Uh, they made a point of saying that, so I don't, I don't know if you oh, get really? them through your Amazon Music app, maybe? Oh, Maybe. Yeah. I wasn't paying too much attention. Usually when I see an Amazon, because it's usually something useless, like get a deal on this thing you don't want, I'm like, yeah. swipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I should really take a look at that. Yeah, um, like a new place to. I mean, I feel like um, even if you're not used to using like Google Podcast or Stitcher or Apple, um, was it Apple Podcast? Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone knows how to use Amazon something. They do. Uh, I guess the only thing I really worry about though is what well, I don't worry about it. Um, but I'm kind of wondering is, man, who the heck is going to listen to podcasts on Amazon? You well, know? I mean, people used to say who's going to watch original movie content or TV content in Amazon. Yeah, but then they put out original stuff. But that's my point, is because everybody who has a phone, that phone typically comes with a podcast app. True. Like, why Why wouldn't you... Most people don't get crazy enough about podcasts to go find a, a special podcast app. And if you're going to go find a special podcast app, I guarantee it's probably not going to be the Amazon one. Well, that's why I was thinking that maybe um, they just expect people to just get go through the website. I might be wrong. 
Don't quote me on that. Maybe, because I don't see them being highlighted on Amazon Music right here. Yeah. That's what I was looking at. <laughs> so you'd think if they just released something, they'd have something on the homepage here that says, hey, check out podcasts. True. But I don't see anything. You know. <laughs> so Cool. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know where they're at. Yeah. Maybe they have a new app. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I always want. You know, I always wonder: Is Amazon is Nevada like the windiest state to camp in? <laughs> it's got to be close. It's got to be close. But I don't know. All the plain states are pretty windy too. That's true. But then, I, yeah, I feel like there aren't a lot of camping projects out the out in the plain states. Yeah, uh, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I will tell you, my uh, my wife Rachel, who we mentioned on the show several times, is about <laughs> to drive by. She is. Yeah, which means I'm probably going to have to go soon because yeah. she's bringing in groceries because we're we're barbecuing up a crew dinner tonight. True for all three crews, yeah. and uh, I'm. Oh, I've really? Got, all three crews. All three crews. Yeah. Yep. So, um, probably got to get those briquettes going soon. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, it's not that late yet. Not that late yet. Not that it's late getting yet. there. Yeah, and that car you're about to see go by. Yeah. Uh, is a Ford C Max. Not yeah. the best car I've ever owned. Uh, <laughs> it's a means to an end right now. We had to get rid of our Tacoma to get it. But I yeah. will tell you, uh, I saw a report that said eight auto manufacturers, some major and some not, are coming out with a le- fully electric trucks next year. True. And uh, yeah, so wave uh, wave yep. to Rachel as she goes by. <laughs> yeah. she waving back? I, I don't know. Tell. I can't see her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, they're coming out with electric trucks next year, and I'm on True. I'm on the wait list for the Tesla Cybertruck, despite what you may think about it. It was $100 <laughs> to get on the list last year, and I'm like, what the hell? What do I have to lose? Exactly. You know, I'll just say no. <laughs> it's not like they're going to force me to pay $80,000, but True. hey, maybe next year I will have $80,000 to buy a truck. I never say no to that possibility. Oh, by the way, one thing I did want to mention, God, thank God I just thought of it, because you mentioned Toyota, and um, what was it? I think four years ago. 2016, Toyota mm-hmm. made a slight change to the bed of their pickup trucks. And so, um, you know, Tacomas are really popular with um, companies for use as um, as work trucks. Yeah. And so, as they're cycling out the previous generation Tacomas, I've been seeing a lot of um, commercial grade truck toppers for sale for like a thousand bucks or so. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know if you've got an older Tacoma like I do and want to get like um a more secure topper that doesn't have like glass sides or anything like that where people might want to like jimmy it open and like see what you've got, mm-hmm. you know, keep a lookout. Nice. I've been looking on Craigslist and like it's crazy. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking depending on um how the, how the winter works out and how things start up in the spring, I might get one. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, we'll see though. Yeah, it's so nice having a truck topper. The whole time we owned our Tacoma, I had a topper on there. Yeah, because I got it like a month after I got the truck, <laughs> so and just never took it off. True, but yeah, it's so nice having that on there, especially for field work and stuff. Your stay, stuff just stays cleaner, especially if you're using it in the field. You know. Yeah. Um, you can just put stuff back there. So, and then we camp back there a number of times <laughs> with an airbed in there. My God, you know what's interesting? Thanks to van life and RV life, there are all these weird sort of truck topper things yeah. that I've been seeing that are like, what was it? The other day I saw something and it was basically a steel frame and on top of it they had their own kind of um, rooftop tent mm-hmm. and they were selling it as an integrated unit, just like um, just a rack, just like a contractor rack slash rooftop tent thing that they made and they just called it super extreme outdoor thing <laughs> and you know it was like they started at like 9,000 bucks and I'm like or 5,000 bucks or something and it was just like and they have a wait list for at least a year and I'm like who's buying this stuff yeah yeah <laughs> it's kind of like um all these YouTube channels I'm not sure how many you've been watching but like um 
it's like you know, it's like locusts going from one thing to the next. So everyone's building a sprinter van, <laughs> and now everyone's building a um, now everyone's building a vintage RV. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, like every YouTuber who's into the van life is now like has their vintage like camper, or their vintage RV, and they're like building it out. And it's oh man, it's like interesting. And here I am, I just want to get rid of my um my vintage RV, right, right, <laughs> or a camper. That that reminds me because the stuff you don't think about. I I listen to this other podcast called RV Miles. Oh really? Yeah, it's all about RV stuff. Yeah, and. Uh, one of the things they said, they saw a report that said, I think it's, I think it's in 2022 or something like that. This will be standardized, but yeah, uh, RV manufacturers got together, and um, I guess it's always, I guess it's been hard trying to sometimes get like insurance on brand new RVs occasionally because of the paperwork involved. Yeah. Not that they won't insure it, yeah. but apparently figuring out what year your RV is is actually a really hard thing mm. because different RV manufacturers have different cycles for when they release the models for the next yeah. year and sometimes even that model will change <laughs> like when they yeah. when they release it right not only that but RV manufacturers don't typically make their own chassis Oh, that's so the true. chassis was probably made the year before. Yeah, uh, and the chassis might be a 2019, whereas your body is a 2020. Yeah. you know, or something like that. So trying to figure out what year your vehicle is yeah. is not a straightforward answer. And apparently, <laughs> they're somehow standardizing all that and coming out with a, at yeah. least a standard time that they're releasing every year, like a like a time frame. I think it's supposed to be like um, July and August or something like that. Oh, that when would the make next sense. Year models come out. Yeah, because um, um, cars actually, for people who don't know it, car yeah. um. Cars roll over in August. Yeah. You know, yeah. Which is really weird to think about. <laughs> yep. Because so. it means that, you know, cars made in the fall are like a different year than cars made in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, well, anyway, I think we should start wrapping this up. Yeah. I got to go get cooking and yeah. uh, get that stuff going. And um, yeah. And hopefully next time we'll be just on our regular, um, our regular sort of restream <laughs> setup. Uh, man, for the next, for the next <laughs> few weeks. We're going to be traveling across the country, so I don't know where I'm going to be, yeah. uh, but hopefully we'll be oh, able to wait, craft be, our locations I'll for I'll be internet. in Idaho, too. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be out, so yeah. do you work in a 10-day? Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Wait, I got to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. A 10-day, because um, they call it, they're calling it 8-days, but then it's like, you know, they check dry days in the beginning and the end, so that's a 10-day. It's basically a 10-day. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, that's kind of a weird way to parse yeah. it out, but whatever. Yeah. So, 8 <laughs> days of work, 2 days of driving. Yeah. Yep. So, so you might not see us for a couple of weeks um, if you're on the live stream. Yeah. Uh, just while Richie does his ten days, and and like I said, I will be able to do the uh, the typical YouTube digital nomad stuff by crafting our locations and where we're going to be. <laughs> uh, we we will have a choice in the matter. So, yeah. um, are you going to um, going to be um, filming your beach vacation or anything? I'm sure we will. Yeah, we're going to be in Myrtle <laughs> Beach in mid October with Rachel's family. I'm sure we'll do some video out there. Yeah, so. and I'll be back hopefully. Hopefully yeah. we'll see how long I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the cool thing is we're we're out there for a week, and then we're not going back to Charlotte with the family. After yeah. that, we're we've got an RV park for two weeks up in the Outer Banks, North Carolina. Ah, so that'll pick, be fun. Oh, cool! Pick up all the banana spiders. <laughs> we're not going to talk about banana spiders. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Well. Thanks a lot for listening. And right. uh, again, this uh, if you're listening to this podcast uh, on arcpodnet.com forward slash archaeology, it's the archaeology show, and we often take the You Call This Archaeology shows and put them on the podcast. Yeah. So thanks for listening to that. If you want to watch it live, then check out uh, facebook.com forward slash arcpodnet and just 
like yeah. the page, ring the bell so you can you change the notification. Oh, they have the, a ring bell? The bell. Ring the bell is a YouTube thing. Yeah. Um, do you you can change your notification preferences though, so you get alerted when we go live and, oh, that's and true. Do new stuff. So, yeah, I know you can do that. But then also check out Richie's resources. Yeah, Happy Archaeology Fun Time. That's the website and uh, my YouTube channel. And there you can click the bell. There you go. Ring the bell. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thanks a lot for listening. If yeah. you're on the podcast, thanks for watching. If you're on the live stream or yeah. if you're watching it in post. And uh, we'll see you next time, whenever that happens to be. <laughs> Watch, it's going to be Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's right, it might be. Thanks for listening to The Archaeology Show. Feel free to comment and view the show notes on the website at www.archpodnet.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ArcPodNet. You can also find us on the Lyceum app, a podcast app just for educational podcasts. Music for this show is called I Wish You Would Look from the band Sea Hero. Again, thanks for listening and have an awesome day. This show is produced and recorded by the Archaeology Podcast Network, Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle in Reno, Nevada at the Reno Collective. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode and for supporting the Archaeology Podcast Network. If you want these shows to keep going, consider becoming a member for just $7.99 US a month. That's cheaper than a venti quad eggnog latte. Go to archpodnet.com slash members for more info.